Welcome back to Something Private, a podcast for Southeast Asian women by Southeast Asian women, exploring conversations around health, the self, community and love. My name is Nicole and I am your producer and host. We're starting off the season with an episode on egg freezing, which is essentially prolonging a person's fertility. So if you're tuning in and immediately thinking, fertility can't relate, sis over here is 25 and I've never been more convinced to freeze my eggs. Especially since I know I won't be settling down anytime soon, nor will I have kids before I'm 35. But the conversation around fertility cannot wait until then because of the whole concept of a biological clock. So not only is it more difficult for women to get pregnant as they age, but also the number of eggs we have is limited. So for persons who are assigned the female reproductive system at birth, has anywhere between half a million to a million eggs from the time that they are born. And this number drastically declines from there. So it's estimated that by the time a woman is 30, she has lost about 90% of her eggs. And by the time she's 40, she's left with 3% of her eggs. So if you are in your mid-20s, someone like me, I've probably lost about, I would say, 80% of my eggs by now. The other thing to consider is that not only do we need to think about the quantity of our eggs, but also the quality of our eggs. So as the number of eggs declines, so does the quality of it. I can spend a whole other episode going into fertility, reproduction, but I think what really struck me while doing research on this topic was that in Singapore, only persons with medical grounds are allowed to freeze their eggs. So social egg freezing, as they call it, unallowed. So let me introduce you to my guest for today. My name is Chuhi. I am 42 years old. I've been living in Singapore for the past now 14 years. I'm also a founder and enabler of a company called Freedom Edge. Well, I started this business because I was always like a daring career woman. And until a moment that I realized, oh, I need to seriously plan my family, I realized that I could not uh, do egg freezing because it was too late, um, according to my doctor. So I set up this company to help other single ladies like my situation who loves to focus on their career, but also wants to have a family on their own in the future. Um, if they want to uh, plan egg freezing, I help them to go through that journey altogether. Tell me a little bit about the story of how you came to know about egg freezing. I always liked what I did. Um, I started my career as a headhunter in Korea, and my boss that time brought me to Singapore. And after that, I had a very interesting career changes to a private banker. I found the banker's career fascinating and because it brings a values to most of people. So it was always career, career for me. And I love the, whatever I did. I was like, always, always wanted to have a, a loving family with two to three children in my whole life. So it's not like one day I wake up, oh, I want children. Um, but uh, family planning was something I could not, I just thought something I could not do it on my own. So I just uh, postponed it even thinking it seriously. 
Not to mention, you know, plan it on my own. If you want to have a family with a child, with a child, what do you need? You need a sperm. And can you produce sperm on your own? You need a man. Yeah. So it's a basic <laughs> logic. Oh, then uh, only a man could fulfill my dream. So that, that was a sort of a vague idea of future, what has to happen to fulfill my dream. So until that happened, the fertility health never came to my reality. At what point did you realize that, oh, you know, if I'm not going to be able to find a man, then I really need to start taking matters into my own hands? I started thinking, oh, I am aging. Maybe I should check on my uh, fertility health. I mean, back then, even the, the word fertility didn't hit me at all. It just, oh, my health, general health, I should check on them. So when I went to Korea for a vacation, I, my sister popped this question, why don't you just freeze your eggs? I'm like, freezing my eggs? So I just went to a, see a doctor and my fertility uh, hormone test level was not that high but was still good enough for a doctor to tell me, rush me, why don't you freeze your eggs? You're already 37. Um, so I was like, okay, let me think about it. So when I came back to Singapore, I did some, some search. I would not say that was a thorough search, but with the limited information, I just found it's not cost effective or uh, it doesn't really make sense to me because there's not so much data around and looks like the success rate is so low for a procedure, such a procedure that is expensive and invasive and time consuming. And not to mention that it's not available in Singapore because I'm single. So I could not make a decision. You just procrastinate it then, right? Because it's a, a expensive procedure and you have to travel out. I dated diligently instead. I used uh, dating apps and meeting people, uh, uh, quite a few, um, but finding a right man hasn't happened. Uh, and freezing egg option didn't make sense either. So I was a little restless, um, but it was when I made a decision to do egg freezing, it was too late. And it didn't make sense for me to go through egg freezing. My fertility level, which is, uh, which, uh, is diagnosed by a few blood tests, or to be specific, some hormone tests, the level of this hormone indicates that it doesn't make sense for me to go through that egg freezing because you might, you might end up getting no eggs um, or one, the best. So I cried, of course, at the doctor's office. I couldn't believe I was crying at the time because um, you feel vulnerable. Um, so yeah, in the end, I could not freeze my eggs. It was upsetting time. But Funny thing is, I thought it was end of the world, meaning I could not make my dream come true, having a children, having a child even. 
but the fertility hormone test just indicates when you go through overstimulating your ovary, you're just getting less eggs than normal people. It doesn't mean that you, it's impossible to conceive a baby naturally. But back then, I thought it was the uh, devastating news that I cannot have a family. The doctor said that it doesn't make sense for you to do the egg freezing on your own, right? But you mentioned that that, that doesn't mean you will not be able to have children in the future. There's still that slim possibility of a natural conception. Okay, I'll explain. Um, any woman before menopause can have a baby, right? It just, if you do egg freezing, uh, you go through this overstimulating ovary, which will produce multiple eggs. And because of this uh, uh, ovarian uh, reserve hormone test, when you go through this overstimulating ovary, you will have a less eggs, like, or no eggs at all, depending on the level of the hormone test. That doesn't mean that you cannot produce a egg, an egg every month. So naturally, in natural conception, our ovary produce one egg at a time, like at least ovulate one mature egg every month. But when you go through overstimulating process in egg freezing, you will produce multiple eggs. That is the whole notion. But because of my fertility hormone tells, uh, it's a lower uh, level, I most likely have very, very low egg. So it doesn't make sense to spend that much money to produce one possible egg. That means you can go multiple rounds of egg freezing, meaning spending multiple uh, times of uh, cost uh, to collect one egg, say two at a time. So you can have multiple rounds of egg freezing to collect many eggs as possible. Or you can choose natural conception, which will also uh, give you a very low chance, but that's not impossible. Mm. So the possibilities are there. It's just a little difficult mm. if you age. Mm. Okay. Uh, but back mm. then, when I'm telling you is at the doctor's office, I just simply thought it's almost impossible. It could be impossible, but you never know. It just doesn't make sense. It just that bomb that it's not possible for you to do egg freezing. I thought uh, it's impossible to have a baby. Mm. Well, tell me a bit more about your journey from leaving the doctor's office and deciding that you no longer want to freeze your eggs and how you've used the knowledge on fertility to empower other women? The first time I took a blood test was 2017 and I did not take uh, any action for two years. I just dated diligently. That's what I did. And then in 2019, I went back to doctor's office with the determination, this time I'll do it. Then I heard that uh, negative news. So I did a re-research. A thorough research this time and check the, all the data out there and, and check on the uh, procedure, check on the uh, risk and cost and data behind 
And then uh, I realized I got to share this to people out there because there's not so many, um, so much unbiased information and correct information that's available on the internet. And not to mention, you, uh, finding anyone who went through egg freezing in Singapore was almost impossible because, as you know, people don't talk about it. If people feel shame, uh, it sort of became a stigma if you are not married at a certain age and not having a baby at a certain age in Asia altogether, right? So first I thought I share this option and knowledge about uh, fertility health. So I set up a company. Now let's go into a procedure so then you will understand better. A way before thinking about egg freezing, I would like to recommend that you go to see a doctor to check on your fertility health. This has to be uh, proceeded before even considering egg freezing. I must emphasize. You schedule a doctor's appointment and go on and take a blood test and plus ultrasound test. So these tests, doctor will know if your body conditions are suitable for egg freezing. So if you hear some alarming um, words from your doctor, then you will take it seriously. And then even going to a doctor, you know, uh, gives you some idea or conception about fertility health. So I actually recommend this, no matter how old you are, um, do this. And then once your doctor says, okay, your body condition seems to be good, you can, we can proceed. Then this is important also, because not many hospitals or doctors will even mention this. It's body conditioning. Once you are doing some search on one side, I want you to condition your body, you know, at the same time, because it's all about quality of an egg. So no matter how many eggs you collect, if those eggs are not good enough, it will be useless in the end. So uh, while you are doing research, condition your body through a healthy lifestyle, having a healthy lifestyle and good diet and good exercise regime. And then third step is now um, you are going to get a hormone from a hospital and then do a self hormone injection for 10 days. So this is when you make a decision actually do a free, uh, egg freezing. Like I said, in natural conception, your ovaries only ovulate one egg, but mm -hmm. these hormones will stimulate your ovary and grow all the all eggs in the uh, follicles in your ovaries. So once it's all matured, uh, the last shot you will give injection will induce ovulation artificially. Mm -hmm. And then the last step of procedure is surgery. So you're going, going under a mild sedation and uh, it will take about 15 minutes. And once eggs are collected and it will be kept in a specially designed tank and it will be frozen. Now I have to must emphasize on the last the final step of the whole egg freezing journey is IVF. So when you think about egg freezing, you think, oh, the procedure in a hospital and freezing it. 
that's it. No, you have to think through what will happen with these eggs in the end. When you decide to use your frozen eggs later part, later years, um, you have to go back to the hospital and go through this process called IVF, um, meaning fertilization outside of your body with healthy sperm, with, of course, without your frozen eggs. And this IVF procedure is also very expensive, um, but not many people think about this IVF process in the end uh, when you do egg freezing. So this is a technical part. So big five steps, one blood test, ultrasound test, that should be done way ahead. And then second, when you are thinking about it, when you're doing research on the internet, do body conditioning. And then once you make a, that, was, that is the second step. And then third, when you make a decision, finally, let's go back. Then the doctor will uh, give you necessary hormones and you will do self-injection for 10 days or nine, depending on your body condition. And then the last part of the egg freezing procedure is surgery, and which is actually easier because doctor will do, you just lay down sleeping. <laughs> and then the final step, of the whole egg freezing journey is IVF and which will cost you another arms and legs. <laughs> I was going to say um, that initially I think egg freezing sounded like a very ideal option to me but I've heard a lot of stories where people talk about yeah like you know you hear a lot of horror stories of even the third step about injecting the hormones into your body, like it seems very scary. And also essentially the cost of the whole procedure because you're not just paying for the egg freezing, you're also paying for the IVF, right? Yeah, there are risks. It's a, it's a procedure, it's a, a surgery altogether, um, but it's really uh, unpredictable. Some people experience nothing. It's like having a, a period. Some women feel a headache, right? Yep. Stomach ache or pain. But some women don't have, I, me, I don't have any period of pain. So depending on the person, it cannot uh, generalize. But it is, there is a risk. About 10% experience this hyper uh, stimulation uh, problem and it could it could get serious and ended up hospital hospital for a for a week and there could be another imp other implications in your body there are risk for your body for uh, maybe future baby but data with unlimited data available it's a similar risk of another other surgeries that you could go you could do at a hospital but with the risk you really need to consult with your doctor who knows your condition once you ask for help for your um, freezing consideration we will help you we will go through everything risk cost process everything i think what i find very interesting is that beyond providing data and research and I guess emotional comfort to these women that you are helping. I find the whole idea of 
essentially um, it is medical tourism, right? Like getting people from Singapore or I'm not, I'm not sure if you, you have clients from around Southeast Asia, but getting them over to South Korea to undergo this procedure. So tell me a bit more about, I guess, like the advances in technology with regards to egg freezing in South Korea. Why that is a better country for the procedure rather than like the US, for instance, where it's like completely legal or even countries like Thailand or I'm not sure like Hong Kong maybe, but um, I was reading you could do it in Malaysia as well. So what what are the comparisons that we should be looking out for? There gotta be, you know, deciding factors, right? It could be price, it could be location, it could be uh, safety, it could be a regulatory standard that governs uh, hospitals. So I, I uh, weighted all these factors and take uh, US and take uh, Taiwan, take Malaysia, Thailand, so many countries out there actually offers these ser- services. With all these deciding factors, I thought Seoul is the place I felt comfortable to recommend to anyone. Uh, one thing important is doctor's experience. How can you improve that? How can you know a doctor has good experience or many experience? In Korea, there is a third largest fertility center and the technology here is actually advanced. And uh, when you do some um, technical research, I could confidently say that, you know, Korea's standard is quite high at doctors and hospital. And then safety is also very important. Freezing egg is one thing, but keeping those eggs in a safe environment is the most important part, I think, because if you lose them, your money and time is going to be wasted, right? So there gotta be some regulatory uh, standards set high, you know. So the safety issue was also for me. And US, they actually have a very advanced technology, and not to mention the whole big uh, market, big uh, market for this fertility um, science. But you flying there takes longer time, and the price there is really high. It's almost uh, two times at some. Uh, three times so that's when I realized I speak Korean and I I would not choose any other countries myself but Korea so I thought I could share uh, these um, factors we're taking a short break something private is a podcast produced on the media publisher our grandfather story Watch our new episodes every alternate Tuesdays on YouTube and listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast every alternate Thursdays. New episodes will be published first on YouTube and we'll be publishing once every two weeks this season. We've also just launched our new website, so pay us a visit at somethingprivate.fm if you'd like to share your story with us or work with us. Otherwise, you can send us a message on Instagram at somethingprivatepod or email us at nicole at somethingprivate.fm. We're immensely grateful for all the support you guys have given us and we really couldn't have come this far without you. If you'd like to keep supporting our work, become our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash somethingprivatepod. That's patreon.com forward slash somethingprivatepod. Now back to the episode. So before the COVID, I ran this uh, about six months. So I 
promote the business and uh, let them know there is a service available for them. So I also had a, a event, public event. So all these uh, participants were very similar uh, uh, circum in this very similar circumstances. Women in uh, mid thirties with a good career, just like myself. <laughs> and a few people actually uh, requested, what can I do? What, what should I do from here to um, go through egg freezing procedure? So we were helping them um, uh, body conditioning and preparing uh, uh, actual traveling but COVID-19 happened. So as a matter of fact, uh, there are a few people waiting <laughs> until whole quarantine lifts. Uh, my mission, Freedom Edge's mission, is to uh, empower women, you know, by providing this knowledge about fertility health and uh, egg freezing, and then actually provide a practical action practical option, right? Uh, you know, help them to travel and then guide them to a hospital and go through um, procedure together. And that was our uh, setup. Um, in the meantime, because I am in Korea, I, I'm doing the same thing. I'm uh, sharing my knowledge with a career woman in, in, Korea, in Seoul. And recently, I went on to the female-only career development platform. They invited me to uh, speak for their members. So I'm doing all this campaign and uh, to bring awareness to single ladies in Seoul as well. I'm wondering if you can share a bit more about that, of the women, not only in Singapore, but also in South Korea. What is the perception around like having children, fertility, and stuff like that? So the whole egg freezing started with the cancer patients. Because mm -hmm. if you go through uh, chemotherapy, some chemotherapy will mess it up, fertility altogether afterwards. So they started you know, this procedure. And then afterwards, they started um, uh, for healthy women because they found it's a possible. Um, so it, there are two pre premises why it's possible. One is the function of ovary deteriorates faster than that of a uterus. So you, your ovaries start aging at 30 years old, but uterus starts at 40 years old. So you can save younger eggs, you know, when your ovary functions best and then use them later time. It's your uterus still uh, is in better condition. So, uh, the second premise is, is both quality and quantity of eggs go down as you age. So the longer you wait, the worse they can get. So these premises make it possible with this scenario. Preserve, you can preserve your younger eggs and donate to your older self later time. Then, then why some people or some you know, doctors don't favor this technology? Oh, well, for me, I thought it's artificial, too artificial. I mean, I want to go through natural conception. That was my first thought. Uh, and there's not so much data around. 
And I, I feel like, oh, am I going to be a guinea pig, <laughs> you know, for this early uh, technology? So the, the whole uh, lack of data is because the history of egg freezing is too short. So some, some of the scientific uh, data that's available too is actually referred, um, a data, referred data from IVF, not uh, pure egg freezing. So that's not also uh, good enough. And also egg, an egg is such a fragile cell and the process of this freezing and thawing them don't show high success rates. So it's so you become so skeptical with all this cost. Um, you know, you feel like it's not um, it doesn't make sense. So there are some uh, negative uh, uh, perception about egg freezing. I'm wondering if it's also because I think in in doing our own research for this episode. Um, on the end of Singapore, when I was looking at the statistics, right, there was close to nothing. Or in fact, there was a statement put out by the government that said that there's no data at all because social egg freezing, which is, like you mentioned, like egg freezing for uh, individuals who don't have um, a medical condition is not allowed, right? So. I'm wondering if it's also because of like a social stigma for like Southeast Asian or like Asian countries in general where we don't want to encourage a woman to have her own family outside of a normal family unit of like a man, a woman, you know, naturally conceiving and as well as to think about, yeah, like having children at an older age. So essentially to have a family at a young age, you know, to have it in a natural way. I'm wondering if this is these are some of the reasons as to why there are people who frown upon the procedure or don't allow it in general. Yeah, but um, yeah, I understand where all those uh, thoughts come from. But I can confidently say it's not going to be rushing to a hospital when, you know, for all ladies will wait around, wait outside of the hospital once Singapore government lifts the restriction on single ladies. No. Um, they have to understand the whole society has been changed drastically. Women now are educated. Women now are uh, have a good job. Um, they they don't feel necessary to uh, find a man early like a long time ago. They now earn money, enough money to buy bread. <laughs> so the trend of having a, a, a baby or less baby or no baby at a later age is not going to be, uh, is not going to be reversed. I feel that it's a antiquated thought for a woman to have a family early age, like in twenties and have a, uh, a family, a child, children, early thirties. It's it's going to get uh, delayed and delayed. It's it's inevitable. It's a whole social structure has been changed. I think they need to acknowledge uh, that uh, this trend is not uh, reversible. And having uh, giving them an option doesn't 
encourage them to freeze their eggs because it is invasive. It, nobody wants to go through this uh, ordeal uh, with a lot of uh, money spent. So my point is that um, providing a, a unbiased information about fertility and fertility procedure and let them to choose, let give them option. And all women now educated, like I said, can make a, a conscious decision if they are uh, fed with good amount, good quality information. Um, yeah, in Asia, but it, it is still stigma uh, if they didn't meet the social expectation on women, um, and if they even consider egg freezing, older generation might give this look. Why don't you just get married and you know have a family? But that's not uh, that's not right uh, uh, perception. I think on women who wants to control their life, wants to plan their uh, career. Yeah, from that perspective, I think Singapore government needs to really consider lifting this restriction and let them let them choose. Women are smarter than ever. Mm. I have two points to make with regards to this. I completely agree. I think the first thing is that when I realized that um I couldn't freeze my eggs, I was like a bit I wasn't angry. I was just like that's a violation of my reproductive rights, you know, is that I am not given the decision to or the right to make my own decisions. And I know, uh, having said this, that the term reproductive rights across the world looks very different because other parts of the world, they are struggling with like abortion bans and abortion laws. And here in Singapore, we're very lucky to um, not have to go through that struggle. We do have a good government and a good system, I would say in Asia in general, right? But um, I think with moving past that, as we advance as a society and as a nation and globally, the next step is to empower women to make her own choices when it comes to reproduction. See, I, I love Singapore. I love how Singapore government conduct their uh, governance and very practical, pragmatical as well. Um, but all on women, I think they, they need to be a little more flexible. Yeah. A woman's issue. Yeah. Well, actually, to be honest, uh, when started uh, using this procedure for cancer patients, that's almost forty years ago, and it only get it will only get better as time goes by, right? It's a technology and it's a science behind it. Even open up your chest and conduct surgery long, long time ago, it's not imaginable thing. But now people just do it like, uh, if you have a cancer or any uh, health issues. And one day, the egg freezing and IVF will become popular. So people think egg freezing is really new technology. No. The very first time that was used was for cancer patients, which was 40 years ago. And then now uh, IVF, I'm sure you know what IVF is, in vitro fertilization, that you, you will hear some couples go through IVF multiple times. So um, part of IVF, actually the first part of IVF is same as egg freezing, overstimulation of your ovary. It's just freezing egg part 
is not included in IVF. So in a nutshell, egg freezing procedure is almost same as uh, IVF. So it's not really new. It's just the data that uh, uh, exam risk uh, uh, is not complete because it's only recent that healthy women go through egg freezing. You know what I mean? So IVF is for infertile couple, but egg freezing is for healthy women. So you cannot really apple and apple comparison. In that sense, data is not a lot, but you can still refer some of the data from IVF when you examine the success rates or risk or other uh, matters. Whatever we've been talking about, you know, egg freezing, um, a woman caring about her fertility. Do you have any last parting words or any advice to give to the women who are tuning into our show? I would like you to think about your future, meaning uh, look into your fertility future. So maybe you can design uh when the when you will have a last baby not the first baby or second baby the last baby at what age so you think backwards then you will come to a, a point oh i need to start taking care of my fertility so i want to uh make i want you to consider your fertility health um and your future and at the same time, if you feel egg freezing is an, a powerful option for your uh, case, then come to Freedom Edge. We will help you out throughout the uh, journey. And I didn't think about fertility health early enough. So I hope you don't make the same mistakes I made. That's it. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode on egg freezing and fertility. We have a new website, somethingprivate.fm. So if you guys enjoyed this episode on fertility and egg freezing, let us know what you thought and maybe what you guys might want to hear more about in future. Our little community tab lets you submit your stories or ask any questions that you might have about whatever we're doing basically get more in touch with us we're also working on setting up a telegram channel where you guys would have direct access to messaging us in future if you feel more comfortable reaching us on instagram feel free to dm us at something private pod i'll see you guys in two weeks for a new episode